go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, huh? And again, you get thrown into this position where, yet again, it's failure. So it's it it kind of goes back to that idea that you're constantly failing, that you're you know, and then you become hopeless. And imagine a. 13, 14, 15-year-old kid dealing with this. Especially in this day and age where you're you're seeing other black men, uh, you're seeing black men constantly um, constantly being killed. I mean, you you really, uh, the idea of hope just goes away. What up, y'all? It's your boy BTG, BTG for president. And what you just heard right there was a little snippet from uh, my boy Tyler C. from the Community Experiment podcast out there in Idaho, uh, born and raised Louisville, Louisville, Louis Louisville, however you want to say it, Lauraville. But uh, that was a deep episode that he was talking about. That episode is titled Uncle Tom's Cabin. And uh, you can check that one out. It's one of his latest um, episodes. And that week that it was released was probably the most emotional week that I that I had probably since my parents uh, passed away. And the reason why I say that is because for the first time that I could realize or acknowledge that I had two anxiety attacks back to back. Uh, both while I was at work and to the point where I was scared to call my wife. Um, you know, I was, I was communicating with, uh, my, with my boys in the group chat, but I, it just, I wasn't the same, you know, uh, I was real down. I was sad. I was scared. I was nervous. All wrapped up into one. I was also listening to the stakes is high. My boy Jones over there in Indiana with TC And they had a guest on, they had a young lady on, they was talking about mental health, mental mental illness, uh, this, that, and the third. And I agree that they separated uh, the two. And I don't know, I don't think I have a case with either one. Um, I joke around and say it's PTSD from living in Los Angeles. But I definitely had two anxiety attacks back to back, uh, pretty much shut me down that whole week to the point where I was crying in a car. Uh, I text Tyler uh, that day uh, in the middle of in the middle of that episode. I was at a supermarket. I was at Ralph's uh, grabbing me some things before I go back into work to, in, into my overnight shift. While inside that market, well, actually, b- before getting out of the car, I was uh, I was tearing up, man, uh, real bad to the point where. You know how you can tell when somebody's been crying a lot, bloodshot, 
uh, red eyes. Uh, you may have, you may see the streaks of uh, tears that came down their face, etc., etc., etc. So, um, but I had to go inside the store. I had to get my food right, and I had to be to work on time. So I'm inside the store and I'm I'm looking for some things to get, some uh, some items to get before I go into work. And but I'm I'm you know I'm emotional. I'm out of it, you know, and I. In between, you know, grocery shopping and things like that, I text him like, yo, man, this this episode is really hitting home. And he was talking about his depression and anxiety and panic attacks. And he was talking about the things that's going on in the world and blacks being killed. And he was talking about his faith, um, what he believes in, prayer, etc. Things that I feel like I need to get back into. Also, like, you know, restructuring his his show. And if you ever paid attention or even listened to his show, it's, it's real. It, it, it's some great interviews that he have with people that, you know, that we wouldn't see on TV or hear on the radio a lot, you know, because these are normal pedestrians, but with great stories, big, uh, great backgrounds. Um, but that show really hit, and I text him. I said, "Man, as as, as, as right at this moment, I'm crying." You know what I'm saying? Uh, right at this moment, I'm letting you know, like, you know, this happened, you know, and we communicated, um, uh, you know, we went back and forth a little bit uh, for the rest of the day, uh, but it was a dope episode, and it was a, it was a refreshing episode, something that I needed, you know? Uh, like I said, that week was, it was extremely rough, extreme, and I, and I tried to figure out why, like, why? Uh, where did it come from? What's the root of it? And then I had to realize that it was it was a lot of things that was built up over time, and then it was things that I kept thinking about, but I kept pushing it to the side and not talking to people about it. Even when you fast forward last weekend, uh, which was Father's Day weekend, I talked to D. Murph that Saturday uh, as I was going to the store, and I had told him, you know, and, and D. Murph, uh, he checks up on me all the time. You know, D Murph, Why Not Sports, Flagrant Two podcast. Check him out. That's a, that, that's my that's my podcast brother right there. That's my small Ford, and uh, and I told him, you know, and holding to check in. We do talk podcast stuff all the time, but he checks in just on the regular, just to be checking in, just to see my check on my well being, and um, and I told him, and it felt good. You know what I'm saying? And 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 he he said that shoulder. Or you know that like that that podcast shoulder will always be there. That podcast ear will always be there. You know, talk to somebody, and I did. You know, uh, but the group that I'm a part of, my friends, my close friends, my group chat. I noticed that we do that. You know what I'm saying? When tragedy hits or when times get rough, we just we get silent. We don't crumble up. We don't run into the corner. We don't tuck our tails. We just deal with it in a silent way. And that's not always healthy uh, because, you know, we got families to take care of. And, and, and I think the older we get and the more we become family men, we get emotional. Real talk. I get emotional even more now. And I'm figuring out why. And that's because of my family. I have um, detachment problems <laughs> from my family. It just it just depends. Of course. You know, I'm a married man, so I'm like I'm trying to get away from the family. Uh, you know, not a lot, but I want to go chill with the fellas. 
You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and my boys, we spread it out. It's not like, you know, we live around the corner from each other. We stay in different cities and, and, and different states. So when we do come together, it's like we live it up, but it's spread it out. And we need that time. But at the same time, I got to get back home. You know, when my wife went to Miami last year, I think for a whole three, four days, I just had a panic attack. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, you know, Bailey, <laughs> she um, she active. Even now, she's real active, and I got so nervous about her. You know, my mother-in-law stays with us, but it's only so much, you know what I'm saying? And and Bailey is so active, you know, and, and I, I was just nervous about leaving her, being away from her, and then my wife being in a whole other state, you know what I'm saying, like, while I'm at work, you know? When I get home, I'm good. But at the same time, I'm still not fully good because my wife is still in another state. And I'm not there. When I'm not, when a, when a family man is not there to protect his family, that's when he is at his weakest point. And that's what I had to realize is that this is the reason why, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm on, you know, my mind is racing, you know? I, and, and, and trust me, I, I always tell my wife, I encourage my wife to go out with her friends all the time, all the time. And as, as a matter of fact, they go on more trips than we do. So, you know, shout out to her for having fun, more fun than me. But at the same time, like, you know, my wife has the same issue. She doesn't like to be away from her family for, uh, for a long period of time. Even on a vacation, she was like, I'm ready to come back. But she was having fun. So I can understand that. With my son, I give my son a lot of credit because he's smart enough to know how to take care of himself. So I don't worry about him as much. But I, I have had an issue with trying to figure out, is he emotionally stable now? You know, because I've noticed little, little mood swings and, and changes and things like that during basketball. And so, you know, because I... He is a fun kid, a very fun kid. Goofy, just like us, got jokes, just likes to have fun. But from time to time, it has changed. And we had to get to, get to the root of that. Also, as of today, I got to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I have to take Bailey to, uh, to the dentist because she's getting um, some work done on her teeth. And she has to go under anesthesia. And I'm, I know I'm going to cry. I already know I am because, you know, for those that don't know, when she was born, she we just found out technically she wasn't technically born a preemie, but she was borderline. So she was the she was she was born just after the whole preemie uh, title. She she was almost a preemie and um, she had undeveloped lungs. So she needed help breathing. Um the first couple of days, you know what I'm saying? Then afterwards, her lungs develop and um, she began to breathe on her own. You know, so I've been dealing with that, you know, and, um, you know, so it's going down. 5.30 in the morning, we got to be there and, you know, and I don't like it, but there's no other option because she she's a fighter. So she's not going to, she's not going to stay up and let her you know, fondle around in her mouth and try to fix the issues that's going on. So there's no other option. And, 
I don't like it, but it's something I have to do. And it's been something that's been bothering me for months. And I'm not saying that I just not realize it, but it's just now coming down on me, you know. And, uh, you know, of course, my wife, my wife is, you know, she's been having anxiety attacks all her life, you know, because of her upbringing and the, the, the things that she had to go through her past is very graphic and detailed and, you know, a lot of tragedy and stuff going on. Uh, I remember she called me not too long ago while I was at work and actually not calling me. She actually sent me a text saying that um, her boss were t was taking her to Kaiser um, because she was having an anxiety attack. And mind you, you know, I've been I've been knowing her for over just now over 20 years. We've been together uh, since 2008 and we've been married for seven years. But I never knew the the seriousness of an anxiety attack or a panic attack because I never dealt with it. You know, I was more, I, my skin was a little bit thicker. I, I, I my, my emotions became numb when, when certain things went on because I lost both my parents. So it was like, yo, you take my parents, it's, it's not much you can do after that. Wrong, I was there wrong. Because after I lost my parents, you know, I was a parent. And now that I'm getting older, everything that my mom said, everything that my dad said, I'm starting to understand now. You know, when my mom used to say, you know, you, when you used to come home at, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, I didn't go to bed until y'all came in the house. I didn't understand that. I'm out there partying, and all she asked for was a simple, I'm okay, or I'm staying at Dobby house, or I'll be with Will, you know what I'm saying? I never did that, and, and she never went to sleep. And I never understood that. Now I have to learn that. And hopefully, and you know, I don't have to go through that, you know, but I have young kids right now. So, yeah, when she told me she had that anxiety attack, she was on the way to the hospital, I didn't have the answers. I didn't know what to do because I, you know, like I said, I've never had to deal with it with anyone or deal with it within myself. So, um, I've learned that, you know, when people go through things like that, it, it's different. You got to let them deal with it on their own and see if they ask for help, you know. And being married, like, is on top of being married. You know, how to, mar how to manage my marriage, I mean, how to manage my marriage with those type of things going on. You know, what do I do? What do I say? How do I move? What tone do I use? Do I even reply? You know? So it's a lot, and um, I think it's a it, it's a growth thing, you know. But I also, it, it was just other things that I had to learn how to step up, and and when when certain problems, when we got confronted with certain problems, I had to step up and fight it. It wasn't no, all right, we'll take care of this later. Nah, not anymore. Not anymore. Bills, gotta fight it. You know what I'm saying? Everything else, you got to fight it. Whatever, whatever pops up, I have to fight it as the man of the house because I put my kids in a great um, position or a great... I, it, my kids is living in a, in, in a great city, a great area, uh, a lovely home, 
and they don't know what LA is. Well, you know, Kaysen has his <laughs> he has his his experience, but they don't know what the streets of LA is. You know, they don't know what the violence and things surrounding the house. They don't know what that is. They don't know what that means. You know, they're used to you know two story houses, uh, double family houses, uh, swimming pools in the backyard, community centers. You know what I'm saying? Jacuzzis, basketball courts, gyms, parks everywhere. You know, gated communities. That's what they're used to. They're used to getting picked up to, picked up from school. You know, things like that. We provide that, but we work hard for it. And and they deserve it. They deserve it. It's just that um, I'm starting to I'm starting to 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 feel that uh, that emotion build up. But I'm I, I'm handling it, and I'm not going to use that as an excuse to give up. Um, and then also uh, another thing that's been bothering me is that it's been a lot of death around me. You know, not even just personal death, but just death in general. You know, the latest, uh, you know, the two rappers, the two young rappers that just passed away. You know, was I infected? Was I affected by? It? I sure was. Why? Because I have this special relationship with death. Not saying that I care for everybody like that to the point where I get emotional, but I just don't like death. I don't like the visual of death. I don't. Which is a funny thing because I love watching scary movies. But when it comes to real life, when I see death in real life, it bothers my soul. Because now I know that that person no longer can experience life. And life can, you know, the people that was in his life can no longer experience him or her. And that bothers me. Because I know, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if, they, if their time was up or not. You know, whatever they was here for is done. And it, and it bothered me. My boy Dobby, I've been knowing my boy Dobby since since the seventh grade. We go back that far. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? One of my best friends. I grew up with his family. And his younger sister recently passed away. And that bothered me. You know, when I got the call at four o'clock in the morning, crying, you know, I'm still crying about that on the way to work, on the way home, because these are these are people I grew up around. These are people that I knew. Some people that passed away that I didn't know, but I just knew of. Hearing the details of it, it bothers me because I have kids now. And, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So everything was hitting me at one time. Death surrounding me, bills, work. Family, you know what I'm saying? I got to check on my kids. So now I got to, I literally have to sit for a couple of hours while, you know, while my daughter is, you know, knocked out to get some work done. Now we could have prevented, you know, by paying attention and, and being a little bit more strict on her bottle usage. But here we are. And I'm just saying, the purpose of me putting this episode out is I've been noticing a lot of people have been talking about mental health, mental illness, and things like that. Uh, I, this is not one of those episodes. This is just me letting you know that anxiety attacks, I have a new respect for it. Um, and just letting you know it's real. And what I've done to handle mine, or what I've done to take care of mine was I talk. I talk to D. Murph. I text Tyler. 
I've talked to my group chat. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'm not even looking for the answer. Sometimes I'm just looking to get it out. And maybe I would put a a, tw- uh, a tweet out, or maybe I would put a post on Instagram. Maybe I'm not. I don't usually put my my business out there like that. I might share my thoughts, but that doesn't mean that is personal. You know, that that is actually going on in my life. Like I put a picture up the other day on Instagram, and it was a it was a it was an illustration of a person laying down on the ground with a cigarette. <laughs> or it could have been so you know, a joint and it just said fuck it. And I'm like, that's my mood. That's I mean, I think that's everybody's mood, you know, around this time. Everybody. Everybody's like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Because the life is seems like it's it's just getting a little bit tougher. But you know, I'm not giving up. I'm not. I'm to everybody out there that's going through the same type of situation, I encourage us to just talk. Talk to each other. I don't share people's business unless they don't unless they don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Because I I feel like I feel like sometimes it's not just personal business. Sometimes I feel like it's an experience that people could learn off of. But if you say you don't want your business out there, I would definitely keep it under closed wraps or whatever. But we still should talk to each other. It's people out there that I don't know that I feel like I could learn off of. It's people that I do know that I don't have their number or whatever. But I feel like we should connect. I called Big B yesterday, you know what I'm saying, in Deep Show, just to check on him. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the past couple of episodes they put out, you know, he said, you know, he, he's been going through some things and stuff like that. But it, ultimately, he's good. But I still have to check on the big guy. I haven't talked to him in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, yesterday I got a haircut from my cousin. That, he thought it was just me asking for an emergency cut. But no, that was our bonding time. Just to see how he's doing. He has, a, he has a child, you know. I need to check on my little brother. My little brother still has yet to make his way out here to my house because I do have a you know, nice little distance from L.A. But, you know, I got to start checking in on other people from time to time. And I'm asking people, to, people can check in on me too. You know what I'm saying? I talk to my friends on a regular now. I mean, I've been talking to my friends on a regular, but there's a lot of people that I talk to via social media that I don't talk to on a personal level. And I think it's fine for us to actually do that now. I know people like to be all personal and stuff like that, but I think it's time in this day and age where we start to talk to each other a little bit more. It's okay. I'm okay with sharing my life because you can't use it against me. It's not like you're going to make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the real. I'll tell you the truth. You know? You know, that that week, you know, I had two anxiety attacks and I was crying like I was crying like a baby. In public, in in, in privacy, the whole nine. You know? Just thought about I didn't I didn't I didn't want to do any I didn't want to do any shows. I didn't want to I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to just lay down. You know? When someone dies, uh, whether I was close to them or not, everybody knows I put I'm about to lay down and take a nap. That's how I cope with things. I go lay down and take a nap and I think about life. No TV on, no sports, no tweeting, no none of that. Then in the late hours when I'm at work, that's when I think of my my deep thoughts and things like that and I might share it. You know what I'm saying? Just to get some words out. You know, just to put it out there. I don't I don't look I don't look for retweets. I don't look for likes or anything like that. I, some of the stuff that I put out there is well, most of the stuff I put out there is comedy. But if I do put out something that's real deep, I'm just putting it out there if it's positive energy. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm just putting it out there just to get it out. That's me expressing myself. 
Doesn't mean that it's just, that it's personal all the time. Just me getting it out. So I'm saying right now, starting now, that we need to communicate with each other. Not just your mate, not just your best friend, not just your grandmother or your mom or your pops. Go communicate with people. Build, build more circles. You know, you have your core circle. You have your inner circle. Go build more circles of communication. Therefore, you can have different outlets to express yourself. You know, so you might get depressed or sad and you just want to talk about sports. You're not going to get that off with the wife. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Go get that off with, with the cats. You know, I got a tw- we got a Twitter thread on, 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 uh, on Twitter, obviously. And yeah, you know, I, that's all we do is talk about. Well, mostly we talk about sports. I go to them for that. You know what I'm saying? I can go to them for personal stuff. But when I want to just talk about sports, I know where I can go. I can, I can hit up a cat from New York, Chicago, Florida. And like that, we got it rolling. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to get that off my chest. It's actually been sitting here for a while. And, and, um, and yeah, I finally, I, I, I just wanted to let y'all know that, you know, I have a fun family. But, you know, we have our uphill battles and challenges, and we're going to keep rolling. We're going to keep this thing rolling. So when you see me, when you see me out there, just communicate. That's the main thing that I want to do. That's the main thing I want to push is we need to do more communicating with each other, with different people. Stop being stingy with your experience. That's what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? Wake up. Let's live. Let's push through it. If we need some advice, don't be afraid to ask for advice. You know what I'm saying? If you need a hug, go get a hug. If you need some love, go get some love. You know? Don't be afraid to talk to me. I talk. We can talk all day. If I'm available. But, yeah, we can talk all day. So with that said, man, let's fight against anxiety. Let's fight, it. Let's fight against panic attacks. Let's eliminate. And what I mean is I mean eliminate depression. And let's manage stress. We always going to get stressed out. I don't think we can fully get rid of it because this is life. But we can, let's eliminate depression and let's manage stress, okay? And we can fight against anxiety and we can fight against uh, panic attacks. All right, y'all? It's your boy, BTG. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to vote for me.